0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith?
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is great seeing you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here.
0: After a few weeks of popular science, I believe the audience has a lot of knowledge about liposomes. In general, liposomes are spherical colloidal particles composed of self-assembled lipid bilayers. One or more of the films are wrapped with part of the solvent, in which they diffuse freely. Because of their specific topology and colloidal properties, they can be easily controlled by combination, and they can play a role in various applications. We've also known that, initially, people only used liposomes to simulate biological membranes to study the structure and function of membranes, thereby discovering membrane fusion and endocytosis. Then, liposomes were subsequently found to be useful as vehicles for the entry of foreign substances into cells. Cationic liposomes are positively charged on the surface and interact strongly with anions and polyanions. In the coming weeks, we will have a more in-depth discussion on the delivery of DNA or parts of the genosome by liposomes. So, where do we start today, Dr. Smith?
1: Well, liposomes have been extensively studied as vehicles for in vivo and in vitro delivery. If DNA is encapsulated in conventional liposomes or complexed with cationic liposomes, the degree of DNA internalization in cells can be greatly enhanced. Although encapsulation with neutral or anionic liposomes may be a more promising approach, no data have been published on this. Next, we can move on to the use of cationic liposomes for DNA delivery. The surface of the cationic liposome is positively charged, which can encapsulate DNA molecules with the phosphate group of nucleic acid through electrostatic interaction to form a DNA lipid complex. In the coming weeks, I think we can discuss something about DNA lipid complexes to systematically unveil this part from their preparation, characterization, scale-up, and quality control to their safety.
0: That's great. Could you firstly introduce something about the formation of DNA lipid complexes?
1: Okay. The formation of DNA lipid complexes is a very complex process. It is affected by both thermodynamic and kinetic factors. We can start by discussing thermodynamic parameters, including charge ratio, concentration, ionic strength, pH, presence of impurities, and, to a lesser extent, temperature.
0: So, how is the DNA lipid complex formed?
1: At lower lipid concentrations, complexes are typically formed by pouring lipid and DNA solutions together and incubating for 3 to 15 minutes. Several papers report the separate addition of plasmids and liposomes to cell cultures. However, for in vivo applications, larger concentrations of colloidally suspended DNA are preferred, and different protocols are used. Complexes are usually prepared by rapidly mixing two colloidal solutions. Typically, researchers use an adjustable pipette to quickly infuse one solution into another, followed by several quick inhalation spray cycles. In many cases, the speed and the order of mixing are important to the properties of DNA lipid complex formation.
0: If there are so many factors that affect the formation of DNA-liposome complexes, it's easy to see differences during manipulation, right?
1: It is typical for different operators to have large differences. In some cases, the slow addition of one concentrated solution to the other also produces small complexes. Hydration of dry lipids with DNA solutions usually produces a very heterogeneous population. Most are large genosomes that may be accompanied by sedimentation or flocculation, which are not suitable for systemic administration.
0: In my opinion, these observations suggest that the interaction of DNA with liposomes is also clearly a kinetic phenomenon. Can this process be automated?
1: Yes, to reduce operator dependence, automation is strongly recommended. The easiest way to do this is to mix one ingredient and quickly inject the other into the stirring solution without dipping the needle into the stirring solution. This approach prevents slow interactions before injection. Also, it is best to use a fine needle with a cut end to prevent splashing.
0: Will injection by human hands achieve good results as that of mechanical devices? In addition, how can the precipitation that occurs after complex formation be explained?
1: Sure, a quick injection by hands is good enough. An important property of pipette mixing. Is that the mixing is better, especially since the pipette does not absorb all the samples, and the concentration at the pipette tip is usually not a characteristic of the volume. Excessive stirring of the recipient solution can also lead to precipitation. However, compared to the slowly coagulating and growing flocks typical of normal sedimentation, its sedimentation appears denser and generally cannot be redispersed by vortexing. The vortexing of the liposome solution greatly increases its surface area and surface effects become important. The surface monolayer catalyzes fusion, as does the presence of bubbles, foam, and splash. This may indicate different interactions or major minima in the DLVO potential. The explanation may involve the surface properties of colloidal solutions.
0: What should I do if I need a larger amount of mixture? Also, how can I control the mixing degree to achieve the best state?
1: Large numbers of complexes can be prepared by infusing one solution into another with magnetic stirring in a beaker or vial. A modification would utilize a multi needle injector tip or in a T mixer or dual tangential injector to mix the two reactants simultaneously with head on beam collision. Optimal mixing and optimal dispersion can be achieved if the solutions are mixed in equal volumes as concentrations permit.
0: Thanks for your explanation, Dr. Smith. Could you tell us more about the factors that cause precipitation other than mixing at lower concentrations?
1: No problem. Slow mixing can also result in settling. This can be understood by assuming that the local concentration is different from the overall concentration. When DNA passes through charge-neutral regions, the complexes formed are the most unstable, form slowly, and are relatively bulky. On the other hand, rapid mixing results in a uniform distribution of the reactants. After the reaction is over, all injected species will dissipate in small local volumes, rather than in several large volumes. Large aggregates that catalyze precipitation may form within large volumes.
0: Do these various thermodynamic factors affect the properties of DNA liposome complexes?
1: Yes, thermodynamic factors also affect the properties of the complex scientists typically create a precipitation curve to study the complex and select the best genosome for transfection. In such studies, one chooses a fixed DNA concentration and mixes it with lipids at a charge ratio of about 3 to 0.25. In addition to very low concentrations, precipitation also occurs near charge neutralization. The presence of electrolytes greatly increases precipitation, Therefore, liposomes and DNA are usually suspended in non-electrolyte solutions.
0: Then, how can we characterize the genosomes?
1: Genosomes can be better characterized by phase diagram studies. Properties such as solubility gap, turbidity, size, zeta potential, transfection activity, and gene expression in vitro and in vivo are measured in the phase space of lipid and DNA concentrations. In addition, at higher lipid and DNA concentrations, there is significant phase separation or the formation of a viscous phase. This is a well-known effect observed with pure lipids and pure DNA that form a liquid crystal phase at higher concentrations.
0: Is there a connection between these characterization parameters?
1: Absolutely. The solubility gap, as well as the properties of the soluble complexes, depends on the properties of the cationic and neutral lipids and the size of the liposomes. Previous data also showed that, at higher temperatures, the complexes are smaller and the turbidity is lower, which may indicate a non-electrostatic contribution.
0: In addition to obtaining data to characterize parameters, what contribution can phase diagram research bring?
1: Phase diagrams can also be used to explain the importance of mixing order. Anionic complexes should be prepared by infusing liposomes into DNA. Instead, cationic liposomes should be prepared by injecting DNA into liposomes. In this way, the system does not pass through the precipitation area, at least not through a large precipitation area. The system may become unstable in precipitation areas.
0: I see. I got another question about this. Does the difference in lipids cause phase diagram changes?
1: You can say that. Different cationic and neutral lipids exhibit different phase diagrams. While the turbidity values may be similar, the width of the precipitation gap may vary widely. Generally, larger liposomes and longer DNA plasmids also increase the precipitation gap. Surprisingly, the same goes for my cells.
0: Could you share with us more about what determines the precipitation behavior of specific cationic lipids?
1: That will be the charge of lipids. The solubilities between cationic lipids with different charge amounts show different behaviors. The solubility gap also increases with increasing ionic strength, larger liposomes, and contamination of DNA by chromosomal fragments.
0: That is, the stability of the complexes depends on lipid composition, ionic strength, pH absolute concentration, and charge ratio. Am I right?
1: Exactly. In general, extruded liposomes of similar particle size range have smaller precipitation gaps. Therefore, higher concentrations of colloidally suspended DNA complexes can be formed. If a fine precipitate is observed in the stored cationic complex, it can usually be redispersed by vortexing. This suggests that, Genosomes are likely to be clustered in the subminimum of the DLVO potential distance distribution.
0: You said before that the stability of colloidal systems can be explained by DLVO theory. The theory holds that the balance between the ubiquitous band or walls attraction and electrostatic repulsion determines the stability of the system. So, can the stability of genosomes be improved according to this theory?
1: Qualitatively, the genosomes follow DLVO stability predictions. That is, they will precipitate by increasing the electrolyte concentration. However, we must distinguish between electrostatic interactions during genosome formation and the stability of preformed genosomes. Complexation itself is an electrostatic phenomenon in which electrostatic forces are attractive. But after the genosome is formed, they are exclusive. Recombinant genosomes are usually within 20% of the measured size and turbidity. These are dynamically trapped systems, and they can be fairly stable after formation. Furthermore, the interactions between lipids and DNA are strong enough that the free energy minima of the genosome are deep enough.
0: What happens if the complex ends up with a different free energy minimum upon recombination?
1: The sample heterogeneity will then be broad enough in that case to offset those differences. Sometimes even smaller or less cloudy reconstituted solutions were prepared.
0: Got it. Dr. Smith, I also wonder that why genosomes are quite different in size distribution, shape, and density in general?
1: This is a result of the kinetic nature of their formation. Efforts to make more homogeneous preparations are based on optimization of the reaction, separation of the different components, and special handling of the genosome. These methods include extrusion, sonication, or detergent-depleted preparation. However, we must be aware of the sensitivity of DNA to mechanical handling and the inherent irreproducibility of colloidal systems. Along these lines, a hydrophobic complex is developed as an intermediate structure for the preparation of a homogeneous genosome. Hydrophobic complexes are formed in the organic phase, and the DNA does not condense. It is therefore expected that this intermediate would be well suited for the preparation of homogeneous genosomes.
0: I am quite enlightened today. And that's all for today's popular science. The formation of DNA lipid complexes depends on thermodynamic and kinetic factors. Structurally, these complexes range from large, amorphous, and loose aggregates to smaller and denser structures, containing approximately 5 to 15 condensed plasmids characterized by short-range lamellar ordering. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time.
1: Thank you. Look forward to seeing you next time.